0: To the podcast, appetite for distortion. It is Brando, episode two hundred and eight. Wow. Still, still on this feel, feel my quarantine subseries. And I, I was, I will say, Carla, I was given a uh, constructive criticism by one of my younger brothers who has been following me along just since he was my brother. or Whatever I've done in radio, and it's weird. None of my younger brothers are real like Guns N' Roses. They like Guns N' Roses, but they're not like me and they still listen to the podcast they still find it entertaining which i guess is is good so obviously they it's not just for positive it's not just like they're blowing smoke they give me criticism so i'm actually doing what i was advised not to do and that's a waste time at the beginning of the episode so <laughs> me, I'm like, where are
1: you going with this where are you going
0: because when we first had you on carla or i should say No, you were um. You first came on when uh, my former co-host, current friend, still uh, Ian Scotto, that we started this podcast episode. I think fourteen, so nearly. Oh wow! Three and a half. Almost a couple
1: hundred episodes again. Oh
0: Like four years ago, maybe, and this was in.
1: Has it been that long, really?
0: I can't believe it. It's 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 very strange, and I just told you off the air. I'm going to say it again now. I thank you because you were one of the first. Celebrities, if I can use that word, you know, uh, rock stars, you know, first big names to get on the show that I felt, you know, some validity to some, you know, couple yokels talking about Guns N' Roses. Uh, So that was a great experience early on. That's kind of propelled me to get to this point. So
1: well, you had me at Guns N' Roses. Anytime anyone (laughs) wants to talk about Guns N' Roses, I'm like, what? What was that? I'm here. Hello.
0: (laughs) I know that was so cool. I actually posted. I should have. I should get it up right now. The the tweets. Uh, Because it was, it wasn't even just like, didn't need to like uh, sell you as a Guns N' Roses fan. You sell yourself as a GNR fan. In addition to obviously Butcher Babies and everything else that you do in your own brand. But I love that you're a fan as well.
1: In fact, if you look behind me here um, in my office, I have this uh, poster and it's actually signed by Robert Williams. It is a limited edition print. So when I moved to LA, I moved to LA because of Guns N' Roses, you know, because I wanted to be a rock star when I was um, 20 years old, and I had no money, but I scraped up all my pennies to buy this from a rock art gallery that was there because it was the original album artwork signed by Robert Williams, and it has a little gold stamp on it, and um, it's uh, Appetite for Destruction is written in pencil by him at the bottom of it, and I've had this with me. Um, I mean, gosh, that was like 98 that I bought that, so I've had this with me in my collection for... (sighs) very very long time now it's it's one of my most um, cherished collectible things that I have super proud of that
0: the original artwork I mean that that it's that's beautiful and, and I I love that and uh, I I'm not gonna I'm gonna start what may seem like uh, you know oh you, you never reveal someone's age because 1998 I think I, I was my a freshman in high school but I will say now you look younger than I do which is just I uh, I don't
1: I don't know what I, I, I don't understand. know. They say they say black don't crack. I don't know. They say a lot of things, but um, I, I'm just you know honestly, I'm I'm healthier now than I was in 1998, probably. <laughs> but but um, I, I feel lucky, and I don't mind talking about my age so much because it's a huge part of who I am, and I'm I am proud to show. Um, you know, I have a lot of women that come up to me after shows and said, you know, I'd given up on life when I was in my 30s, early 40s, and you show me that you can do whatever, um, you know, you want to do. It doesn't matter how old you are. Um, doesn't matter what you're going through. I've changed my life so many times and I think it is, um, age is a privilege, you know, and to be able to have lived so many lives and, um, still be just as passionate as I was, you know, you always think that your zest for life is going to end when you're in your early 20s. And it just keeps going and gets so much better. Life gets so much better. So um, I think that I'm now kind of, you know, am pro like getting older and, and being okay with it, because we're all going to do it.
0: <laughs> of course. And I've said before, obviously, in relation to, you know, the the, the path that I've, this podcast follows GNR, when you get older, if you can't, Perform the same, or if you don't look the same, it's like no one does. This is this is across the board. This is what humans do. So I don't. I don't know why that yeah. ever becomes a focus. But I was saying that more as like oh, as a joke, like oh, you don't reveal a woman's age. So that was just my uh, roundabout way yeah. of saying a compliment that you general, younger now. In
1: general, you shouldn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's it's. I say that also because it's so nice to see you. Because I was obviously excited to talk to you a few years ago and we've been following each other on Twitter since, but it's, it's different as I started this podcast is mainly just an audio venture, but quarantine has got us. It's like a uh, webcam is like a new, <laughs> it's like it's new. Everyone discovered it during uh, the fitness pandemics, but people seem to like it. And obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see you. And I didn't, I told you this when we first signed on the zoom, I was so taken aback by like what's in your your background? So I other than of course the Robert Williams uh, poster because I encourage people to watch this if they are listening in their usual podcast platform because I see butcher baby stuff of course like what do because it looks awesome like you will yeah, like have an awesome whole, room. So
1: this is my art studio. My whole room is covered in art that inspires me and like um, some of my favorite artists, Robert Williams of course, um, Mark Ryden. Um and uh if you guys can see over there, it's in the corner by my skeleton. Um my art was on the cover of Heavy Metal Magazine a couple of years ago, so I've got that blown up over there and just I liked, you know, I like living um in a room full of stuff. Like I said, that inspires me. I've got all my collectibles in oh, things over cool. here. I've got more stuff over there. It's a mess oh. in here right now because I'm packing orders. But um Oh, this is almost falling off the table there But I just I like to be surrounded by Memories um yeah funny Thing I'm um so I'm a grief counselor and one of The mm. things about people who have experienced Loss when they're very young when they've Lost a parent or they've been through a You know their parents went through a bad divorce when They were young um these Kids become collectors which describes Me to a t um mm. You know I uh, my dad left us when I Was very young and um I got this bug for collecting things. I didn't want to miss out on anything. I wanted to keep everything. And I guess that a lot of kids who have been through extreme losses, they're just like me. And uh, Guns N' Roses was actually a catalyst for my collecting because there used to be this great place in Detroit called the Gibraltar Trade Center where you would go and buy all kinds of wacky stuff from handmade belts to memorabilia. And there is a pair of Axel's tennis shoes hmm. sitting this old man would sell rock memorabilia. And remember the Axel shoes? Sure. So they were there.
0: I have a pin of... Uh, actually, a, a, a pin version of his shoes for on my jean jacket.
1: Well, I had so, the shoes. Because I'm so cool, because <laughs> which
0: is better, of course.
1: I saw the shoes, and I was a kid. I, I must have been like 15, you know? And I had barely any money. I had a little job shoveling shit in a pet store. And I took my paycheck, and I bought those Axel shoes, and um they also the same old man had um Live Like Suicide, the actual and it was two fifty and I remember seeing it there for week after week after week at the Gibraltar Trade Center and I had to have it. I had to have it and so again I saved up my pennies and I bought it. And then when I moved to LA, stupid kid moving driving her car to L- I drove my Ford probe across the country to get to LA and I left the the record on the back of my car window. So by the time I got to LA, it was like uh, this. But I still have the cover in a frame up there. My two hundred and fifty dollars warped album. What about the uh,
0: What about the shoes?
1: <laughs> the shoes I don't have anymore. I sold those a long time ago, and um, I think I felt kind of silly having the Axel shoes. I think someone made <laughs> fun of me once years ago. <laughs> but I wish I still had them. I I just love having these weird, quirky things around the house that you know.
0: I'm I'm with you. That's why I, I, you're a great follow on. On, on Twitter and Instagram because it's not just of course you know the music can follow your career it's like we like the same stuff horror and uh, as you and now I feel like I'm not that special because with that Robert Williams limited limited edition uh, you see behind me uh, some the listeners who have been watching me I I put up a new poster because uh, Guns N' Roses on the not in this lifetime did you get the did they sell a lithograph to the show that we? No, no, no. That was Ace Axel. Wait, which, you went to the MSG show, right? So yes, that's I, the, the that's this Duff one over my left shoulder. That, cause okay, you, yeah, because you did you? That's what did Charlie I, went to. I don't to? think did I went go- to
1: the. I didn't go to the MSG show.
0: I Okay, went, Charlie did. Uh, my mistake. Charlie Benanti. I
1: don't think he went to that one either. No. I think, we went to see. We saw Axel with Axel ACDC at MSG. Um, Me and Charlie went to the San Diego show together um, and I can't remember what else, what other shows we went to, but that was pretty cool. Recently, though, I went to go see them. I got in um, to the Palladium show that they did recently and that was incredible. Um, I'm sure you heard about it. It was, I can't remember what it was for. It was a special event for some kind of card holders And it was at the Palladium on Sunset Strip, which is pretty small to see Guns N' Roses in. And so um, one of my girlfriends and I went and it was, it was in the playlist, it was like one of those moments where you're like, this is my favorite song. And you feel like you're 15 again, because every song you turn around your friend, this is my favorite song, this is my song. And you know, you don't get like that. I don't get like that anymore, where you like turn around to everyone you're with and declare your love for this is the best part. And then, you know, it just, I don't know. It was like magic. I think I had tears in my eyes all night. It was such a great, great, I, I get teary eyed thinking about it now. It was that powerful. And like Axel was like right there. And it was just such an exciting night. It felt, it felt like it might've felt, you know, 28 years ago, whatever, you know, being on the sunset strip again. Um, it was really cool.
0: This was the, the tweet that I retweeted when I um, said that you were going to be back on the show. This is from you, and this was posted, I think, uh, about a year ago. Uh, the first band that made me, and it was, it's the emoji with the hearts, hard uh, heart eyes, rather, uh, rock and roll was Guns N' Roses. I remember the hair in my arm raising when I heard Welcome to the Jungle and the Roll Coaster of Emotions. Uh, user Illusion albums took me on when I was a kid. Uh, what was the first band that made you feel that way? And that was with a picture of you with a, a white, uh, leather jacket, right? Oh, Stuck leather yeah. jacket with the Guns N' Roses logo on the back. Was that one of your designs? Or is that- a- No,
1: that, that is an actual like Wilson's leather, white leather jacket from back in the day with the Guns N' Roses logo on the back. That's the real deal.
0: <laughs> you have all the real deals. That's, I love it. So the closest thing I have now, um, so yes, I, maybe I was thinking Axel D- DC. So I, the lithographs that they sold on this, not in his lifetime tour, I think are amazing. They've got amazing artists. And thankfully through the podcast, I became friendly with, uh, Arian Bueller. Who's done a few, uh, a few of them. He didn't do the Duff one over my left shoulder, which is like Gangs of New York. That's cool. And the three dates they had for GNR, they had a Gangs of New York version of Slash and, and of Axel. and my night where Pink came out. It was, uh, it was Duff, but over my right, I usually don't do this. Tell, tell, tell me how you feel about this. I don't like buying things usually from the show that I'm not at. Uh, I know maybe um, if the show was older than me, if it's buying an old tour, uh, tour shirt or something, there are certain reasons, loopholes or whatever. But I usually don't do this. So since I became friendly with Darian, I just reached out to him Hey, do you have any in stock I can buy off you? Also, I was thinking he's not working now. I mean, he's usually yeah. making tour posters. And he had a, a, few, a select view. He's like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I usually don't, but I'll sell you one. So he sold me the Hawaii one. I've never been to Hawaii. Oh, before. that's cool. And uh, the Skeleton Hula Girl. Uh, I asked him to autograph it, and it's uh, four of five, apparently. Oh, wow. So, that's so awesome. That's, it, it, it's, it's cool. It's not as cool as, uh, you know, the Robert Williams poster, but still. Uh, it's pretty so cool. I guess so. I guess so. And I don't oh.
1: know if you know this. I'm sure you do know this about my band, but the one below it, that you got the, is that the cover for Lies behind you?
0: Yep. That's my uh, black uh, sweat uh, hoodie that my uh, grandma, ble- uh, rest- rest- oh, is, so it's a restaurant recipe. She, no. uh, she, she sewed on the, the Lies cover on the back of uh, just a regular hoodie.
1: Oh, have you seen the the cover for our um, Uncovered EP? I don't think it's, so. It's we actually took the the Guns N' Roses lies um theme right and we made our version of it and um it's it's really cool. So it's just like the cover of GNR lies but it's it's a uh, butcher and we've wrote all the little stories and the <laughs> things it's it's pretty cool.
0: Oh, I I can't believe um, uh I no I see it now. I can't believe I I've you know but instead of lies butcher babies uncovered. So yeah, it's definitely uh, an homage. Mm-hmm. Um I can't believe I haven't come across that before. Yeah,
1: and it was so funny because when we, re- when we released Uncovered, which is a great cover ZP, I think, um, people were like, oh my God, they copied. And it's like, they copied the Guns N' Roses cover. It's like, no shit, it's, it's an homage. <laughs> that,
0: that, that's Silly. the joke. <laughs> it's like some people just yeah. don't get it.
1: Yeah, like, some people don't get it. But And I've, I've given up trying to explain things to people on the internet because it's just not worth it.
0: <laughs> but it yeah, that's our little...
1: Homage to
0: to GNR, and uh, I do want to because I, I love how you always uh, comment on on my silly little polls that I put up on Twitter about you know what song you prefer or band you mm-hmm. prefer, and it's obviously never serious. It's just fun talk. People still get offended by it. I'm just trying to make you have fun talking about music. Uh, yeah. So I recently did a battle of the user illusions, I guess, because oddly enough if you go track by track on each album, there are a lot of parallels between like, the first track or the second. This, there, yeah. you, you know, you might, whether it just be the writer or the sound, or maybe it's so the opposite. Like, how do you feel about this being in the middle of this record? I suppose. So, uh, I put out the battle of track sixes for one of them. Uh, you ain't the first or shotgun blues. Obviously in this case, two very different one. And you said, do you remember what you said? <sighs> It
1: depends on my mood, but I, I I would think that I would say you ain't the first.
0: You did, you did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. And then uh, this one I thought was really hard, but you were you put two, uh, three exclamation points to it. Uh, battle of Track Sevens: Bad Obsession or Breakdown? And you, breakdown. You, you did, see? Breakdown.
1: I because I have fond memories of that song, driving around in my car in high school, and. Just there's something about that song. It's one of those driving songs where you're in your car and you're just angry at something and you just want to run away from it all. And I pictured myself in my head at the time just not stopping the car, just driving away. And that song was like one of those songs that I would have on repeat all the time. And the ending, isn't the ending where he goes, you know, the the blue, blue meanies on wheels part and then you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) Screw everybody, I'm going to keep driving. Now, I, those albums, like, they're both, like, gosh, not many albums for me are albums you can listen to, like, front to back, um, and those two albums are, and it just depends on my mood, you know, if I'm in a kind of a, a sad mood, then, um, you know, it's Use Your Illusion 2. If I'm in a happy mood, or if I, you know, want to go out and start a fight, it's, uh, it's Use Your Illusion 1. <laughs>
0: I I am kind of I, I get it and that's how you can tell you're your fan and something I wanted to ask you and we'll, we'll see if Charlie pops in uh, it's okay uh, cuz I was curious of like you, cuz you both of you are obviously fans in addition to having your own success with your own bands so how is it going to a concert when you're known you know how how can you enjoy it as a fan like are, are people cuz I remember it was Axel I guess it was Axel DC when it was Charlie Benanti, Scott Ian, and uh, Norman. Reedus. And
1: Norman Reedus, yeah, we were. That was that was uh, ACDC. So we were all there, and of course, you know, with Norman there too. It's like everyone is constantly coming over for pictures, but right. people are people are pretty respectful while the bands are on. Like after the band stops playing, we were trying to walk up the stairs, and it was like you know, but, um, before, um, while the music was on, like most people were respectful, they may stare, but they're not going to come over and, um, bother you in the moment, which is good. You know, um, when we go out, people usually are, they may come over for a picture, but they won't, you know, which is fine. You know, I, I I would go up to someone (laughs) if I saw them, um, but, but, um, it's just about, you know, letting people have their space or if they're in the middle of a conversation or if they're. You know, I think too, like, like you said, me and Charlie are such fans of things like you can see it in our faces when we're totally absorbed in something like um, looking at something, watching a show. I don't think you would even dare bother us because you can tell that we're really into it and we just want that, you know.
0: Do you ever look at it kind things. of like at all? I don't want to use the word critically, but if you see because there are obviously Guns N' Roses or perhaps another band you're going to see as a fan, you're like, you know what? That's a good idea you know, like, uh, you know, or maybe I would have done done it this way. Does that happen at all? Cause I, it's hard for it's not, me on a lower level just to enjoy radio. Honestly, listen to radio. Like it's You know, like when I see a
1: band that I truly love, like Guns N' Roses, I, I'm so, um, entranced. I don't think about what, what I would do differently or, okay. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't feel that way. Like, um, and I think Charlie's the same way we get, we get really into it, you know, when we go to Iron Maiden shows, we're singing all the songs, and we're, you know, um, Guns N' Roses. I'm completely enraptured, just watching. I, I don't have time to think about, you know, how I could make it better. I mean, they're fucking Guns N' Roses. <laughs> 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 they know what they're doing. There, For there sure. was um, there was one questionable song that I will criticize. Um, and what the, the hell's Kansas City Lineman? Is that the oh, song? Oh, uh, so which, I was like, Wichita
0: Lineman. Wichita.
1: Uh, like I don't, I don't understand that cover, and that was like literally the only thing they've ever done that made me, like, what the the hell is this?
0: That's so that's, that's <laughs> funny because I I only knew of Glenn Campbell really because of my mom, I guess, and she always brought him up because of his Alzheimer's, which is just yeah. I don't know a very Jewish mother thing to do. She's like, he has Alzheimer's. Did you see the special? My mom just you know, it's myself. really
1: sad. I actually right. saw Glenn Campbell at a 4th of July celebration with my friends. We went to, um, the Hollywood bowl. He was doing 4th of July thing. And, um, it was just before, um, everything came out with him having Alzheimer's and he was real off. And, uh, we were like, what is going on here? And people in the crowd were making fun of him. And mm. you know, then it came out that he was actually, you know, at Alzheimer's and I felt so terrible. I felt so awful. Um, that people have been making fun of them, you know, it was just so sad. It's, it's horrible um, to get older and have things happen to your body that you can't control and to your mind and not, you know, be the way that you once were. I think that's the scariest thing in life um, is getting old and just changing.
0: I know. I, I didn't mean to turn this, uh, no, it's turn this morbid. <laughs> uh, no, and I, yeah. I, I agree with you. And that's why I, I think I, I like that. Gun- I like that Guns N' Roses does Wichita and Lyman. And that's coming in with really little to no knowledge. That was the only knowledge I really knew of Glenn Campbell. than he's a, yeah. a singer and he's, unfortunately he is Alzheimer's as, as a soon to be 37 year old man. That's all I really knew uh, of Glenn Campbell's, but that version and you picking the like eight, well, ain't the first you went the first rather. It's like, it reminded me of that era of GNR. And I I've said that I want to hear that as a recorded version. I know enough with the covers, you know, we don't need another spaghettians or whatever. But I love that cover that I still I now have the Glenn Campbell version on my oh, wow. playlist. <laughs> I'm hardcore. I'm a hardcore guy. Maybe Glen Campbell fan maybe
1: now. maybe I'll revisit it and give it
0: another
1: <laughs> chance. It was just kind of jarring that night to hear it there.
0: <laughs> I know. Hey, who would have thought? Uh, Axel was a Glenn Campbell fan, you know, that just came out of nowhere. So not But but still, we're all talking about things in a world that doesn't exist anymore. It seems. Exactly. So I want to know because you are, you are keeping busy. Thankfully, Uh, you know I'm lucky. I get to do my job at home. I know you can't do everything that you do. So can you kind of, I guess first and foremost update us with Butcher Babies because I know you had to postpone and cancel stuff. But you you know you're obviously still hard at work regardless.
1: Obviously we canceled um, our whole touring year, like everyone else did out of necessity. We had to do it. Not happy about it, but um, we do have some really, really cool stuff coming up. We're doing a online festival in Europe. That's going to be awesome. We have some big surprises for you guys for that. Um, so it's going to be like an hour long show from us. Um, which will be How really does that fun. work?
0: If it's online, uh, how is it? Is it just like relegated to Europe? Like, is it just like on Euro, a You can. Ever,
1: I think. I think anyone anywhere can get it. Um, you can find the link on the Butcher Babies page. I can okay. And right now, it's like the European Metal Festival Alliance. Oh, but, okay. Uh, we, probably have a, was putting- we have a show that had been previously on release that we're releasing in three quarantine-style videos that we've done that are. Fan favorite, so we're really excited about that, and we have really, really big news coming in the next couple of weeks. So, um, everybody out there, follow the Butcher Baby socials and me, Carla Harvey, so that uh, you can hear the big news.
0: Awesome! I'm, I'm obviously, we're, I'm already following you, so I'm excited yeah. to find, to find <laughs> out when when it's time. Uh, you're still, if I can ask, was the earlier you are like? I have a client. Was it? Was that? was that your grief counseling was that uh,
1: yeah was that, so because um, we talked I, about that
0: last time and i want to know yeah. more about it
1: it's been awesome i have sessions worldwide um via skype and zoom and i have clients all over the world and i am a grief counselor and a death doula and um a death doula is like a midwife for um terminally ill patients dying patients And so that is kind of my passion. It's always been my passion. Um, I've worked in the death industry for over a decade. Most people know that I was an embalmer and um, I had to quit working in funeral homes because I had to start touring. And um, the grief counseling is something that I can do that is still relevant to the you know, my education and, um, it just makes me so happy to help people, especially metalheads. And, um, you know, a lot of us are kind of disenfranchised people. They don't know how to deal, uh, with grief anyways. We're not taught properly how to deal with that kind of emotion. So, um, my clientele is largely, um, you know, metalheads who are looking for a way to grieve healthy. And, um, I'm, I love that I'm able to reach out to to people, to my peers, and and help them.
0: That's amazing. To be, just to think about that on any level, to be like a fan of somebody, you know, whether, just like your music, let's just say that I'm a fan of the Butcher Babies as a metalhead, and, uh, you know, as, I don't know, I don't want to say it's a a, I can't cast a wide net, not all metalheads are, you know, sad or (laughs) or angry. Usually it's the opposite. Usually they're, they're happy, but the point being to have access to you Talk to you, and I just think that's like not—that's not—that's so rare. That's such a rare well, thing to to offer as again a—I I know you won't accept the word celebrity or, or rock star, but yeah, as a celebrity rock star to have that accessibility as a fan—it's how can you? That's insane. I think that's that kind well, of access I, I think is great.
1: Too, you know, we live in a time where people don't know who to get the you know right advice from, and. I think that, you know, a lot of people look up to the musicians, at the favorite musicians, they trust us. And I think that if we have um, a skill set, that we, then we should use it and, um, you know, use it wisely. And this is my skill set. Like I said, I've been in the death industry um, since I graduated from mortuary college in 2007. So, um, you know, I've worked in hospice, I have worked in mortuaries, and um, it's something that I'm truly, truly passionate about.
0: Is, have you noticed a because obviously now is is very difficult and again I'm very lucky that I'm quarantined at this part of my life because if I if this was a few years ago when uh, i it's been about five years uh, December would be five years since I've had a drink but if I was alone you know still drinking by myself in quarantine like i I don't even want it it could have been really bad but oh, now. Yeah. It's, it's uh you know I'm I've been in a good relationship for a while I'm surrounded by three cats you know I'm I'm getting to talk to Carly Har- Carla Harvey uh, via Zoom so things are okay for me but it's not okay for everybody so have you noticed uh, no. a difference it's, with the look yeah we talked about that or advice people. to give
1: and um, so what I do is I offer uh, a lot of free counseling for veterans and for young people who don't have the means to pay for it uh, I also do offer up a lot of Free tips on my Instagram page, Good Grief LA. And I also work on little projects with people because I'm lucky in the the respect that I have art, I have music. So all this time by myself, I'm okay. I'm happier than than ever. I love being alone and and writing and making art, but most people don't have that. They don't have that um, something to do. So I've been working on projects with my clients, like journaling, art projects, um, different things to keep their brains occupied and, um, you know, just creative grief therapy rather than, you know, again, uh, drinking at home all night by yourself, you know, something positive to work on.
0: That is, that is true. And uh, that's that's something I've had to pass along to other, others who I, I feel that are close to me that not like i i know a lot either i i feel like i've just been in therapy for 10 years and that's just like how my my brain is wired now not just to receive therapy but to to kind of to kind of give it and that's why i use this podcast that's why it was great to have you uh, early on in in the show because it's like kind of the duality of what the, the show is it's uh you know it's guns and roses and it's mental health of course sprinkled with like a bunch of silly stuff that i do but i want to read a uh, i guess a message that i got which goes along the same lines that Uh, We're talking about, Um, because again, I I don't know what I meant. I don't, I should have listened to the episode before. I don't remember if I told you my entire uh, story because it was recently the, the anniversary of, um, well, it was uh, Chris Cornell's birthday. And which unfortunately is the same anniversary as Chester Bennington. And I I shared a video that I made three years ago on the anniversary of of when Chester, when it was first announced, it first hit it. So in the video, I, I said because of Chester, because of Chris, because of Robin Williams, whose birthday was a few days after that. It might have been in the next day. My dad passed away uh, the same way, uh, a year before Robin Williams. So when these big names – thank you. And since these big names, it's like before that, suicide wasn't really spoken about, I feel like. It wasn't yeah. until Robin Williams, honestly, in my opinion, that people woke up. It's like, whoa, this was the happiest guy in the world. Like what – then Anthony Bourdain. And it's just awful. So I – To make this real, because yeah, we could talk about user illusion all day long, but obviously, Slash and Axel and Duff are all deeper people, so I make it relate. Uh, So that's why I talk about it. So this was on Instagram. Uh, This is, I'll give him a shout out, Mini Figure Squad on Instagram. He does a lot of cool stuff with, speaking of figures and stuff that we have, uh, Legos. So he did a cool picture with a Slash Lego. Uh, He writes, uh, Thank you so much for sharing uh, the picture, because I shared his picture, sharing the picture. I'm a fellow GNR fan and I discovered your podcast recently. I've been exploring it in these strange COVID times and I can't thank you enough. Uh, not wanting to be too intrusive, but I'm a dentist. My, my dad was a dentist uh, and hearing you talk about your father has resonated uh, quite a bit and it's been helpful in dealing with some of life. So um, I, I don't have his uh, full name. So Figure squad. I mean, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, it's just like any little bit. So, I mean, I However I can help great, but for you it's like another level and, and I, I don't know how you find the time when you it's this what's your babies is full time, your artwork. It's
1: it's and hard and hair it's looks hard. good.
0: I don't know how you find I find the time for everything.
1: <laughs> it's hard um to to um you know, I limit my clients to three a day because it's very hard to um take in other people's grief all day long and I try to be as present as possible and it but you um it's it's heavy really, really heavy sometimes and well, all the time. Um, but I feel like it is my calling to, to do it. So I'm going to keep doing it as long as I possibly can.
0: Uh, uh, please, you know, uh, not that I, we, I need to even say that. That's that just says uh, again, a lot about you. It's again, it's, it's what I said before, not all metalheads or whatever. They, no, somebody might see the butcher babies and be like, Oh my God, what is this? And then just see how kind of a person you are and all the good that you do. <laughs> It's just uh, sometimes that kind of the duality of life kind of makes me uh, uh, laugh a little bit. Is there anything else you you want to talk about as far as uh, your artwork, any uh, your website? You want to, because you are well. If talented, please if talented, feel free minimalist. to
1: follow my art. Um, I was talking about you know how I'm lucky that I have music and art, and um, you know for me when I was trying to um, you know navigate touring life, I started to draw again. I haven't I hadn't drawn. I went to art school actually years and years ago and then I didn't draw for a long time because I moved to LA and, you know, things were crazy and I've a lot, didn't think about picking up my pencils anymore. But, um, you know, touring is kind of, um, if you struggle with depression or anxiety, it can be a very hard life. Um, so I started drawing again years ago as we started touring and, um, now I'm a full-time artist. It's awesome. So, uh, it's been really cool. If you want to see my artwork, you can go to my website, Carla and check it out. I've got uh, two comic books coming out at the end of the year. I've got a big art show coming up in
0: wow.
1: October. So, um, yeah, grief, art, music. Those are my passions.
0: <laughs> and you're they all
1: fit together somehow. <laughs> they, they really are... do.
0: It's just, again, it's uh, just exceptional work. Not not only just the your, the giving of yourself, but just the, you know, your artwork is awesome. Like it's just, and Thank it's, you. so it's just really cool to catch up with, uh with you. I really appreciate the, the time because you obviously don't have a lot of it, uh, but you you give it accordingly and uh, we'll keep up to date with the butcher babies. And uh, obviously I want to have you back on again. Cause I know you will never get tired of talking, talking G and R.
1: Never. Yeah. I've got so many more stories for you. I got to tell you about the time I met Axl Rose next time we talk. I don't know if I told you about it the first time.
0: How about we just talk about that now, just in case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't remember if I told you, but it's a funny story. I don't story. remember either. Okay. Um, so we played rock on the range and guns N' roses was playing rock on the range too. And I was really excited. Cause I'm like, now's the chance to meet, you know, my idol since I was a kid. And, um, so, uh, our, Tour manager at the time and I. After the show, we had the passes for the after show party, which is still like like it was back in the day. Like some weird model-y dude comes and gives you like a, a pass if you're a girl. And but we took them, of course. You know, even though we had backstage passes, obviously because we played the Rock on the Range too. You know, you have to have the extra pass to get back to the Guns N' Roses party. So um, we go back to this party, and it's all girls, and then the band members and. There was, I'll never forget it. It was the craziest thing. There was giant vegetables everywhere. Like you were in like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Like <laughs> carrots that were like giant, huge, and celery. It's like, what is going on? Am, am I on drugs? And I don't know it because everything is like huge. And so anyways, we're just sitting there in the corner, shy. And we see Axel Rose in the center of the room holding court in his leopard print bathrobe. And uh, there's girls just surrounding him. And uh, my tour manager goes, why don't you go over and, and say hi? He's, your, you know, he's a big inspiration to you. And I was like, I don't want to go over there. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be like one of these girls that goes over. and That's stupid. And uh, she's like, you have to go just say hello. And so finally, I mustered up the strength to... Uh, and I was wearing a shirt, a black, black Sabbath shirt. And I go over to him and he says oh, yeah, I was trying to read your shirt earlier, but then I just realized it was your boobs hanging out of your shirt. And I was like, oh, my God, did he really? That's the first thing Axel says to me. And I and I had said to him, um, I said, hi, I'm Carla. I'm in a band called Butcher Babies. And we played earlier. I just wanted to say, hello, we, you were a big inspiration on me. That was all, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was like, and then I was like, okay, all right, bye. It was just weird. But yeah, he was in his... He was a total rock star in his leopard print bathrobe. And uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was funny. I'll never forget it. But the giant, giant carrots everywhere were, were crazy.
0: This is why I I think I can do a a podcast for this long about this band. It's like, there's always things you don't hear of. It's like, what? You know? And so they're, yeah, they may have be mysterious, could frustrate fans, but I mean,
1: yeah, you have it any well, they other way? I always say never, never meet your 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 idols, but you know sometimes you have to. Even if it's like to me, it's like it wasn't even disappointing because like that's Axl Rose. He's like a rock star as rock star. I remember him walking through catering in in um, at Rock on the Range, and when he walked through catering, there's you know rock stars everywhere in catering, but everyone just stopped what they were doing and stared. They it was like he's that kind of a rock star. So. You know, just to say um, hello was cool.
0: <laughs> have you met any of the other members uh, during your... Um, I met yeah. Slash.
1: He's so cool. And he wore a Butcher Babies um, t-shirt in a documentary. I can't remember which documentary it was for, but that was pretty pretty awesome. Um, I've met Duff before. And um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, so yeah, we've met them all.
0: You much. and Slash got to work on some horror project together.
1: Right? I, he's so cool. I think that we could definitely um, do something really cool together.
0: Right, I'm going to put that out in the in the the universe and see what happens. I
1: would love to make some art for him, at least. He likes, he digs the same kind of art that I dig. So yeah. I would like to make him some art. In fact, this, like, I know he loves purple and snakes. This is Ooh. perfect for him.
0: <laughs> Send that to him. Maybe he'll uh, retweet it. Never yeah, I'll,
1: I'll get it on a shirt for him, but. Yeah. Oh, and also everybody check out the quarantine videos that, um, Charlie and I have been doing together. That's another fun thing that we've been doing. He's been doing, and I wish he was here right now to talk about it. Um, but we've been doing, uh, he's been doing the majority of them and I slid into a few of them, but some really fun stuff. And it's, it's been so inspiring to be, you know, obviously we live together and, um, he's just such a brilliant musician. He can play everything. He's, he's awesome. And so, um, to live with someone who's a multi-instrumentalist, you wake up inspired every day and uh, wanting to create. And he's got some really, really cool stuff on his YouTube channel right now.
0: And everyone is healthy. Everyone's uh, doing uh, okay. Cause I know this is again, yeah. odd times. All right. Odd times.
1: In fact, I moved here at the beginning of the quarantine. Like I was packing up my stuff to move and then, you know, they were sh- shutting things down. It was very stressful, but um I made it here and it's crazy. So the first, you know, six months that we're officially living together after years of being together, we're like stuck in quarantine and we haven't killed each other. So that's good.
0: (laughs) So another reason I moved to to Queens from Long Island in September, I don't know if you can hear it. Long Island is my accent.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: I moved to Queens in in September uh, with my girlfriend for the first time. And obviously the quarantine happened not too soon, uh, too much later after. And we haven't killed each other yet. I've now yeah. lived with three cats that now I have to get an allergy shot every week now uh, because of it. But um, Yeah, that,
1: was, that would kill me. Good. The cats would kill me for sure.
0: It's my fault. I hug them and it's like I break out in hives because I hug them. It's my own fault. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> awesome. And uh, again, it'll be um, awesome to speak with you uh, in the future. Update us what's going on. But, and I know you love talking GNR, but. Uh, that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. Uh, however you listen to us, thanks. However you listen to podcasts, uh, also I encourage, since I've been doing more Zooms, uh, as the kids do, uh, follow it on on Facebook to check out uh, all the cool artwork that, uh, that uh, Carl and I have been talking about. So until next time, when's the next episode going to happen? Who's the next guest? Well, the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. You'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word. Yeah!